What's up, classmates? Today's podcast episode is a class discussion recorded March 29th on Instagram Live with Farai. Farai is a creative director and founder of Anthem Records, an independent record label based in London. He works closely with Keynes Woods, who we had on episode two of class discussion. I'm super excited to share this discussion with you guys. Farai has a lot of knowledge, wisdom, and experience in the music game. He spoke about the importance of building a strong team around you and shared a lot of career advice for independent artists. I personally learned a lot from this episode, guys. I think it's going to bring a lot of value to any musician, manager, or creative director. It's super important to have a team around you to communicate your vision and to articulate your story and share your narrative. And I think Farai really just summarized all of that. So tune in, enjoy. Please check out our recent class discussions. We're posting two new episodes per week and they're available on all streaming platforms. If you guys are looking to get some new music, go check out our Dean's List playlist. It's updated with 15 new tracks every month from the classmates. Guys, stay safe. Stay creative, much love, peace. What's What's good, my G's? How you doing? I'm good, bro. You? Doing good, man. Hold on, let me me, me turn down the gain on these speakers, my G. Yeah, boy. How's the quarantine, bro? Quarantine, bro. Quarantine is, is, is a bit mad. Can you guys, am I in frame, by the way? Yeah, you're in frame, cool. Do you know what? Um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I think quarantine gives you a different kind of perspective about life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your relationships, you have a lot of time to think. Yeah. So I'm cool to answer the question directly. I thank, thank God I'm safe. Um, yeah. Everyone's healthy, yeah. family's all right. Um, so I'm just thankful right now. It's just, it's just so uncertain, isn't it? Like a lot it of things have gone yeah man yeah man just trying to adapt to, to every level you know exactly yeah. exactly man That's good, exactly. bro for the people that don't know who you are do you want to tell yeah. us what you do <laughs> who you are where you're from oh yeah. listen do you know what i didn't even know I, I haven't prepared anything by the way guys that's the best isn't it um listen yeah. so i just come off like you know when you get like one of those like really weird emails right so someone just like literally harshed my vibe before I came on this shit. So I'm all kind of fucked up right now. Can I curse, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> Can I curse? Is that cool? Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. Fine, there's no, there's fine. no rules on this, man. Sweet, man. Yeah. All right, cool. There's going to be a lot of niggas and motherfuckers in this whole thing. But I use that as a noun. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all it is. Welcome um, to everyone yeah. tuning in. What's up? Peace, 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 peace to everyone. Um, so hi, everyone. Um, I am creative director, label director, Anthem Creative Arts. So... Um, that basically means I'm directly responsible for all of the creative output that comes out of the label. So the way things look, the way things sound, if it looks great, that's my fault. If it looks shit, you have the person to blame right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the guy that kind of sets pace on a lot of that stuff. So what that means in kind of tangible terms is I'll work directly with the artist. So it's kind of like world building, essentially. So we work from a concept. It always starts with the music. And then from there, we kind of create a vision for what the narrative is going to be, what the campaign is. And we always think about access points. So it could be the live show, it could be the merchandise, it could be just our color palettes and what we choose to kind of evoke emotion, do you know what I mean? So I'm the guy that kind of sets the tone for all of that. I create an architecture. It might be a treatment mm-hmm. for a video. It might be some mock-ups for what the artwork is actually going to look like, album art. It might be, for example, it might be like, I want Aldo to shoot this because I love the way Aldo shoots and he's the only one that can actually kind of Thank get you, this vision out there, do you know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. 
um, that I do. And basically it's about creative leadership. That's how it kind of, if you were to ask me in a nutshell, what is it? Creative leadership. That's, that's kind of what I do. And how big is the team of Anthem? Oh my goodness. It varies, man. So it's, it started out as, so, so Anthem is myself, um, the creative part of the, of the relationship. And then I've got my business partner, uh, Warren, who's kind of the A&R director. So he kind of does kind of the traditional kind of bridging the old world of like big labels and red tape and shit like that. And just kind of being a pirate in there and just getting the intel. And then we kind of, use all of that to our advantage as independent people. Um, so it's us two kind of at the helm of it. And then it, it varies project to project. Um, but a lot of the stuff. Depending on exactly. you want to work with. Exactly, right. exactly. So it was a lot bigger, like in the beginning. Um, and honestly, I think it was just, uh, and I guess this is like the first lesson is just like kind of believing in yourself. And this was like down to a philosophy that I had back in the day. It was like, you know, get the best person for the job to actually do the thing. But no, I think no, no, at no. the time, at the time, I was unconfident in my abilities and then I got other people to kind of do shit. And then I saw the output and I was like, bro, I could have done that in like 10, 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So yeah. as, as time went on, I was like, I might as well just like do the artwork or do the art direction or write the treatment and things actually got better. So things started off really, really big because you know, you're listening to people that are more experienced than you or whatever it is. Uh, but then over time, once you start having a little self-belief and you actually kind of give it a go, um, especially with the relationship that we have with our artists at the time, Mm -hmm. things just worked out better so um a lot of the time it's just myself but sometimes if it's because of logistics if you're working with an artist like like Keynes, for example he's in he's in canada he's in toronto it can't be helped sometimes i have to get the treatment together i pick the photographer then me and the photographer we, we talk through a brief and then it's like okay i need you to shoot in a very particular kind of style and it's like okay we're going to shoot medium format right. prime lenses only that sort of thing do you know what i mean and then we have right. a plan do you know what i mean all of that stuff so, so, so you're not you're not only a creative director but also i guess man like a and R manager, like some of those, you're wearing several hats. So many hats, and yeah. I, I think that kind of comes with like I, you guys will know this. Like when you when you have like a startup or you have like a small business, like unfortunately, you're not always going to get to be the creative director or just the photographer. Sometimes you have to be the copywriter. Sometimes you have yeah. to be the guy that does the PR and does the marketing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you pivot between all of these different roles. Yeah, you, need your your, you need your product to move, you know? Yeah, sometimes yeah. Sometimes you gotta be in charge of everything if you want it to move like properly, you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So we wear all of those hats, but you know, I think for clarity, and then here's, here's another little lesson for the people. I think it's important to have a very clear division of responsibility within your team. So whether you're an artist or you're a manager or you're um, an art director, whatever it is, it's understanding what you're responsible for. It's kind of like sport or, you know, if you guys are into sport or anything like that, you, if you play football or what you guys call soccer. Football. It's football. It's football. Exactly. The defender can be the captain of the team. Absolutely. Do you understand what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean he doesn't play his role. He has two roles. He's the leader of the team. Everyone understands that, but he has to, he has to defend that goal and, and play that line. So that's, kind of how we kind of run things at Anthem, you know, everyone right. understands what they need to do, but it's important that you can get your hands dirty and get stuck in where we need you, you know? Yeah. Do you for want to sure. tell the people a couple artists that you're working with at the moment? Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. It, it goes in and out. So, so the main guy you guys will know about is, is Keynes and, and obviously we're, we're working on a few, yeah, so a few <laughs> <laughs> we're working on a few bits together. So I'm working with, uh, with, with Keynes Woods. He's a guy we found about two, two and a half years ago now. Um, a Congolese French guy. Um, it's just like super exciting. You guys might have seen a few bits that he's done, Red Bull and Colors and things we've done with Tidal and all the rest of it. So that's yeah, super exciting. 
Um, and you know, he's he's our only focus. He's our, he's our only client right now. So it started off really big. Mm-hmm. And then what we started to find, and here's another lesson. I don't know if there are like any people that might have asked any questions about managers or how many people we could actually have. What you find is that at maximum, and, and myself and my business partner, we were actually on a, um, on a conference at some of the, the industry bigwigs. So we had um, like Lenny S from Rock Nation and all the people, like they were just kind of giving us this advice. At max, you can probably have about three clients mm. as a manager because it's so all-encompassing because you're doing so much everything, do. yeah. so much to do. It's everything. That, so we started off initially with around like four artists. So it was, it was Keynes. It was, I think it was a guy by the name of Rock Noir. There was a, another guy by the name of uh, Tahir. Then there was another guy uh, called AR that we had over here. All incredible artists. But what you find out very quickly is that you can't fall in love with just the music. Do you know what I mean? Because there's another part of it and that's the work ethic. Mm. It's the follow through. It's it's the shared vision. It's like, do they share the same vision I have for actually having a very kind of serious career doing this stuff? You know what I mean? So um, right now, Keynes is our only one. And then everyone else that I'm working with, so there's a guy by the name of um, uh, Chuck Deuce over in LA, Sacramento. I do a few bits and pieces with him. We had a view to kind of bring him in kind of full time and just have him as like one of our guys. But right now what we're doing is just like, we, we take on kind of commissions, do you know what I mean? So if there's things that you want, either consultation with or strategic like help with or anything like that we can do that artwork all of that we do that that sort of stuff but we found it's just way way better to be very discerning in our choices um and that that was a bit of a lesson learned kind of in the in the short time that we've been doing this yeah exactly exactly this is actually quite the idea of like having a label you're like oh you know i'm gonna have a roster of you know five six six, yeah man blah 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of yeah workload and Difference it's, it's a lot too right exactly exactly and, and the other thing is i think it's, it's quite like um it's quite old school it's kind of thing that way i mean like the, the old label structure of having like 30 artists and, and all these like it's just it's just not the same and a lot of labels nowadays it's just a bank you go there you get your money and right, then yeah. everything happens within these small teams so everything that you might see from like big artists it's literally just the artists their management team their creative director they make all of that shit the label gives the money to them push the shit out yeah and that's about it you know um so yeah so, for sure so all that to say that kings if you're watching this class discussion consider yourself lucky man you got all the <laughs> eyes and hands on you baby <laughs> <laughs> no no but there's um there, there's some there's some exciting prospects so we can't we kind of i don't want to say we, we let them go but those relationships are still kind of they're still quite solid one of the things that we don't do here's another lesson for the people don't ever burn bridges do you know what i mean because you don't know who someone could be like in in a year or two um i think it's really important even if things don't work out in the end to kind of try and leave things in a very kind of amicable position be like listen man i know it didn't work out but i'd love to see where things go please hit me up if you ever want to like grab a beer whatever it is or just have a chat and kind of keep things moving um, but that let us kind of know where the bar was for kind of what it is that we were bringing to the table. So what we what we found was that we were over-indexing as a label. So between Warren and myself, there's like a lot that's been brought there. So for me, five years in the creative industry, again, a bit of background for people. I also work in, in advertising as well. So I work at a huge, huge agency. So lots of awards, can lines, Clio's, all of that shit. So I come from a, a, a pedigree of kind of creative excellence and obviously Warren yeah sure Warren over there epic record so he's he's working on Givion. you might have heard Givion on on drake's new record um rick ross's team obviously worked on those projects so there's a lot that we kind of bring to the table like as right. a unit um so with that there's also a demand for an equal level of artist 
Do you know what I mean? Even if you're a guy that doesn't have a shit ton of followers or anything like that, your work ethic needs to be up there. You know what I mean? Fucking hell. I feel like I've, I've dodged the question. There was a question there, wasn't there? No, no, no. That's good. That's good. Man, like, I want to know, like, how, how, did you, how did you build with Keynes? You know, how did you build that career with Keynes uh, with the whole, first of all, the creative direction, you know? Like, when you have a new artist like that, yeah. and how do you figure out the direction that you're going to go into, you know? It's in, it's in getting to know someone. Um, right. I think it's important that you establish a relationship kind of beyond just the music. Mm. Um, and I think it's kind of knowing kind of the deeper parts of them. And that's something that's kind of come about over time. You know, so we've got to know each other and we're friends. We're like genuine. That's my brother. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we've we've kind of gone above and beyond just like, all right, let's put out music. There's like things that have happened in his life that we've helped him out with things. So, you know, there was like, uh, I don't want to go too much into it. There's like a financial situation that we helped out with. There was like a lot of different things. So you start to kind of understand them as a person. Yeah. Um, you start to understand what they're saying in the records. Here's another tip. If you're someone that's working with an artist, listen to the music. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times they're telling the truth and reading between the lines. So when they say, oh, I robbed a nigga, I sh I sh blah, 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 all these other things, and there's a lot of gang references, I would, I would be a little bit wary about all of that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> As an initial thing. But at the same time, if they're expressing certain thoughts and feelings about them being, I don't know, quite introverted or lost in life or whatever it is, or uh, feeling a certain way about certain things, I kind of tap into that energy and I try and kind of create something out of that. Or if I feel like um, with, with Keynes specifically, I felt there was um, like an untapped potential there. Like he had fire. Do you know what I mean? Like when you meet him, he's a very mellow dude, right? Yeah. But then you see something like Colors and like, this nigga's angry as fuck, right? Like what the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of passion there. Um, so there are things in there that I try and tease out and I, I use as kind of color to, to like paint a certain kind of picture but at the same time I realize that there's a there's a narrative that I'm trying to tell um so I always start there I start with the story and it has to be authentic it needs to be kind of anchored and grounded in something so um there was an immediate kind of shorthand that we had when we st first started talking because he's African I'm African um he's from DRC I mean I grew up in um in, in Zimbabwe for, for a period of time in southern Africa and and then that music from there was like a big part of my life so I understand, I know I know where he's from. You get me? I know where he's coming from. So a lot of that when it comes to create direction and creating a world that helps out yeah. quite a lot. So invest time in trying to get to know someone. And even if you I don't know, say for example, you're from you're from Nova Scotia and the artist that you're trying to work with is from like Detroit. I mean the rough side of eight mile. I think it's important to be interested. I mean and to be yeah. genuinely curious about who they are, where they're coming from and, and keep it authentic, man. Yeah, so you had to study Kane to Kane to come with the whole art direction you have for him, right? Yeah, it was like a lot of things. I mean, I, I can go for by example, uh, the Congo Kane thing. That was I. <laughs> I woke up at two a.m. I was like, holy shit, I have an idea. And this was like after the time when you had like very Wait, rough. Wait, well, you woke up? You were sleeping? I was asleep, bro, and I woke up at two a.m. Had a dream? Like, <laughs> yeah, I had a dream, bro. I was like, yo, this is <laughs> for the people that don't know what Congo Kane is. Is Congo oh shit, Kane's Woods' uh, latest project. Most yeah. definitely, Congo Kane is the exactly. EP that we came up with. So, like, even the name and everything, I just had like this this idea and this vision. At that point, we had put out like so much music and we were working in a very particular way. And I was like, oh shit, I have it. And like, like I, I put my Mac up, I typed in all this shit into like Google Docs and all the rest of it. I put there was like a, a couple of references from like like Andy Warhol, and then there was this this picture of like JFK and his brother. Um, they were kind of you know they they were basically being chased by assassins and shit like that. Uh, so I had all of these 
basically it was like visual stimulus first of all just in terms of like the relationship between Keynes and Rec so it started off in the Andy Warhol thing and his relationship with Jean-Michel Basquiat and, and I love that because um, we were trying to establish a, a richness in in his art and before that everything just felt very very rushed and very do you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of thought or care or attention to detail. And I was like, I think I have something there. And then also, uh, uh, Ray Chef's only book for Cuban links. Um, so, so that album was something that he did, uh, with Ghostface Killer kind of as featuring. So I, I had this idea of like duality and this idea of the king and the cool kid that just kind of moved into the city. Um, so, so I put all of that together and then that's kind of where the direction kind of stems from. And then I pitch it to Kings and I'm like, Kings, I have this idea. Here's another tip, like for all of you guys that want to like work with us, I think it's important to have, if you have an idea or a vision for them, um, A, get to know them so that your, your your visions aren't misaligned, like listen to their music, look at what they've done in the past. And then, you know, if you think you can improve on it or add to it, that's that's a starting point for you. Um, but what I did was pitch this, this, this vision of, you know, this album that was entirely produced by Rexon, who's the guy who's done absolutely everything on it. Um, and also in terms of the collaboration, so this was like me and my, my business partner who did A&R, I was like, we're going to get just John solo key because that was going to be a moment for Canada. And this was after our trip to Toronto. So that's, that's what uh, sparked off the dream. Right. Because I, I, we'd just come from Toronto and it was like an amazing time for us because we met all these people. We met and John. A, that trip right there is important as well, right? It's going to sure. explore the roots of whoever you're working with, which is exactly. exactly. going to his world. Because if you're working distantly like that, it's hard to yeah. get a glimpse of where he's from or what he's doing. You know? You had to study, Kings, yeah. you know? Exactly, exactly. So yeah. so that, that, that sort of thing. So like any kind of, because here's the thing, invariably in this like modern world, when you're like working with musicians and artists, especially when there's like incredible artists from like, I don't know, from like from like Cuba and Puerto Rico and, and, and I don't know, even Africa, right? And you want to work with these people, invariably you will be working long distance for a period of time. But if you ever have the opportunity to either go to where they are definitely take that opportunity and get to explore, see where they're from, all of that shit. That's, that's, that's super important. But I, I wouldn't say kind of shy away from working with someone because they're not in, I don't know, in your city or anything like that. You know what I mean? Keep, yeah. keep your options open, man, because we've had amazing opportunities by doing this stuff for sure. Man. 100%. Yeah. Man, and uh, can you tell people like how important it is to have someone like you and in, involved? Because there's a lot of people that just try to do everything by yeah. themselves, you know, these days, like, being, and they're good, and they're good, and they're really good. They, that their music you know? is really good, but they might not have the direction, the visuals, yeah. the, uh, the storyline. So, yeah. Yeah. so that they, they, visually, mm -hmm. it needs to be here, and the music yeah. gotta be here too, right? For we sure, know that, right? For sure, for sure, people, for like, sure. Music's so good, but like visually, like this. Yeah. Twice like this too, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and and it always starts with the music. I mean, here's the thing: you can't polish yeah. a turd. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we could, we could we could give someone like the most amazing like photography suites of, of like promotional assets, and if the music sounds like shit, I don't know. For me as a creative, but it's just it will break my heart to give someone that work. You know, I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Even so if they pick me, well, here's the thing. There's well, a whole industry for that too, huh? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a part of that thing. I'm like, well, if they paid me this amount of money, I might let it go. Uh, but yeah, ideally, <laughs> ideally, the music and, and the arts and, and the visuals, everything kind of fits together. So yeah, I think it's important to know what you can't do. Um, uh, I believe in the democratization of creativity as a whole, but I think within the world of like music making, that that's more so the truth than it ever has been. It's never been easy to make music. 
Like honestly, if you wanted to make a tune right now, if you have a MacBook, you make a fucking hit immediately. GarageBand is right on there. You can do it. Um, but it's it's important to know when you've kind of reached the end of your threshold in terms of being able to like quote unquote manage yourself. Uh, because the most important thing is the music, and the music won't get any better, and it won't evolve, and it won't progress. Because it's important for you as a musician to kind of be out in the world, living and experiencing in order to add to the richness and the depth and the content of what it is that you're actually making mm. so if you're distracted by oh the artwork isn't done or oh i need to edit this video or i need to finish the logo or oh, i need to uh do this merch design and make sure things get pressed up and oh i need to look at the custom packaging and oh i need to ship shit out it's way too much you're not focused on the thing that you need to be focused on so once you get to that point where you've established a bit of um an output as an artist you've put out i don't know three or four tracks, you might have, you know, a little look on complex, noise you might cover to, I mean, just a few things kind of happening there. And it feels like wheels are in motion. I think then I would start to kind of, I wouldn't start reaching out to managers. You know, I, I always feel like it's important that the managers or uh, the label people find you because then, you know, people are interested. Do you know right. what I mean? So right. tr tr try and approach it that way. I think the first people that you kind of need to kind of get in your team is a creative director of some kind. You know, someone that can kind of handle visuals or an art direction and just kind of give you a bit of a look, you know, a something world. that will create a exactly. world around you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then the second thing that I'll get is, I don't know, maybe a booking agent, you know, uh, someone that can help you kind of book shows so that you're working consistently. Like in this day and age, I, I call it the age of the troubadour. I mean, the place that you're going to make your money is going to be at the live show. Um, everything else, streams and stuff, it's cool. It's fine. You might get a couple hundred dollars here and there. But if you're trying to live off of this music, I, I, it's really, really important that you take it the live show, live show. super, super serious. Definitely, yeah. for sure, man. Man. Did it ever happen to you, Farai, that you had a art direction for an artist? Yeah. And the whole art direction came from you, like from the things you like, from the things you, you, you self-experienced in the past, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't have anything to do with the artist you know but you, you found a way to adjust this art direction to the artist did that ever did that ever happen to you before it's hard do you know what i mean because I'm, I'm even thinking like in the in the world of like like in the advertising stuff that i do with like brands and stuff there's always a bit of there's a pit there's a piece of your dna in there somewhere because there's they're yeah. buying your taste level I mean, yeah. they're buying the things that you're into for sure it's possible though you know exactly exactly it, it is definitely possible so something like um like this this piece that i did for deuce it's like this this <laughs> it looks like a, a weathered piece of paper so I, I managed to kind of cheat like scanning a piece because i didn't have a scanner at the time so i just t layered 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 like all of these different types of paper one on top of each other then i got this this picture of this car on fire after the la riots and there was a story there it wasn't my story but i know it was like very close to him because he's from there and he knows about what was happening in the 90s over in california at that time um so to answer your question directly, I don't think I've ever done a piece where it's just me the entire time. There's always, because I, I feel like I'm in service of the artist, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to bring out their vision as much as possible. I guess that's like another thing, you know, that will help out like a lot of people. I think sometimes you, you want to you wanna get out your shit, do you know what I mean? You want it to be about you, uh, but honestly, I think you... Yeah. Yeah, 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 do you know what I mean? Um, but I think you limit you limit your opportunities that way. I, I think what you want to be is helpful. You want to be someone that's like, listen, I think I can help you get your thing out. Um, but it's important that there's a there's a bit of a middle ground between yourself and whoever you're collaborating with, 
that this is kind of what I bring to the table. This is kind of my taste level. These are the things that I'm into. These are my references I'm into. I don't know. I might, I might be into like 1920s Parisian kind of, you know, French couture shit. And, and that's what you like. And right. then they might be in a, in a different kind of world that's entirely like a commercial 2000s pop or whatever it is. Right. If you can find a way to kind of meet them in the middle uh, and create something, then that's the best way to do it. But I, I, I honestly don't think you'll ever get to a stage where it's like just wholeheartedly your thing. You get me? Oh, shit. Sorry, bro. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> no, I appreciate the rap. Oh, run. shit. A little preview. A little preview. <laughs> but, um, okay, so you have the artist. You study the artist. You get to know him. Uh, yes, you get to know his universe, where he comes from. Yes, now, sir. how do you build? What's the next step to build that that direction? Do you go right away and start doing photo shoots? Do you start, you know, what's kind of like? There's the aspects, right? There's there's a lot. There's a lot that comes with it. I mean, for us, because our whole thing is very kind of full service. The way we approach things with Keynes, um, we always start with the music and getting that right and support, and that's absolutely right. And then we kind of get onto absolutely everything else. So. The music comes and then we start thinking about visual direction uh, for everything else. So the most critical things that will kind of move the needle for an artist are it's the music, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, music videos are increasingly more important nowadays. So we always start thinking about that and kind of creating a bit of a, a, a cinematic kind of attachment to what it is that he does. And, and the way you try to think about the music videos is, is more in the, in the cinematic sense. We think about it as, as film and instead of promotional video. Right. So everything that we've done and, and put out as a music video has some kind of narrative element to it. And there's a bit more to it. Do you know what I mean? So everything has a meaning or there's symbolism in, I mean, for example, at the end of the movie video, when you see the, the girl's light, eyes light up and all the rest of it, there's a bit of symbolic uh, kind of quality to, to, to all of that. Um, so it starts out with, with the music and kind of getting a bit of um, an idea and understanding as to where we're going to kind of go next and what's going to push the needle. Right. And it's always a music video. However, I understand I'm talking to classmates. A lot of you might not have budget for music videos and things of that nature. So if it's not a music video, it's going to be the artwork. I mean, understanding what you can do within your means. And here's another another lesson for you guys. I think it's important to kind of maximize what you can do within your budget or within the resources that you have. Do you know what I mean? And making the best yeah. of that. Um, inertia is the worst thing that you can ever kind of, kind of give into. Um, please don't give into this idea that I'm not going to put the thing out because I don't have... Uh, the, the most expensive camera or this camera that I saw this person using in order to take the, the, the image at this kind of quality. Like, that's that's right. not the point. I think it, it, it paints more of a picture when I'm able to kind of look back at your music, like, you know, five years in the future, and I'm like, oh, remember that release when you, you shot the album cover on your shitty little iPhone or whatever it is? That's enough. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's right. important to kind of start there. So So definitely start thinking about what can I do with the tools that I have in order to kind of build a bit of a visual world? Uh, if you can think about cohesion, if you think about um, art direction, and what, and for those people that aren't familiar with, you know, kind of art direction, art direction is basically kind of the visuals and the copywriting that kind of comes together to kind of create a bit of a narrative, do you know what I mean, for what it is that you're putting out. So that could come the way of photography or illustration or whatever it might be. Colors, all of that. Use, yeah. Exactly. Um, calligraphy, typography, all of these different things kind of come into play. Um, and, and it's useful to think about, I, I'd say take it seriously. Don't be so flippant about it uh, because people won't take you seriously. Um, so, so, so take that um, as seriously as you take the music I mean, to, to a certain degree. I mean, be, be cool about it for, for sure. Uh, but, but definitely kind of take that seriously and understand that the first thing, like your, your shop window is going to be that album cover or that single cover. And that's going to be the reason someone's going to click add on Apple Music or 
put you in their playlist, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of where it starts. And that's kind of like a bare minimum. Mm. Um, and then after that, we start thinking about kind of wider strategy. So PR, where we're going to kind of shop this out to and who's going to do it. Does this video deserve to live on high snobiety? Or, you know, it's a little bit too kind of gritty and, and, and street, perhaps Toronto rappers is the best place to do it. Or maybe we can do something with Lyrical Lemonade, which we've done in the past. And That's it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's that's, a that's super out. important too, like the media outlets and selecting oh, sure. based on, you know, what kind of track that you're releasing and yeah. that audience. Exactly. Exactly. Where you want to, you know. Most that. definitely. That's Most so definitely. Like Most so definitely. many people, they want to be out there, you know. Yeah. They're not choosing the right places, outlets. you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's not really protecting their the image. image. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 What I would say is, and, and I guess this is like another another little lesson. I think when you're when you're starting out and you're very early on, I imagine some of the classmates might be in this position. When you're starting out, um, it's important to try and talk to as many people as you can, shake as many hands as you can, because you don't know where that shit's going to travel. So I think be a little bit less kind of restricted in your yeah, yeah. in your curation early on. Once you start getting a little bit of traction, then you can start being refining. Yeah. Exactly. You refine things a little bit and say, yeah, I'm not going to talk to Afropunk, but I might talk to Native Mag because I think they're going to represent my story the best way and they understand where I come from. Or I'm not going to talk to, I don't know, Rolling Stone because I think they're racists. <laughs> and I'm going to go <laughs> talk to Six Buzz because they, they support people from Toronto and they, they're really about kind of Canadian rap, whatever it is. So, yeah. so I think um, in the beginning, um, you know, although you might not want to do certain kinds of interviews or, you might not want to talk to certain kinds of people. I think it's important to just be strategic and be out, uh, out, extend the olive branch of patience to, to to all of the classmates and to exercise that daily, like mm. all the time as you start. Now, just be be gracious and empathetic and and really really patient about how you're kind of going about things and push forward because you know this isn't going to last for a long time for sure. Shit, there's a lot of game, bro. There's a lot of game. I hope you guys are listening. <laughs> this takes notes. This is good, bro. Um, is there someone in particular, uh, just to step back a bit, that yeah, yeah. Uh, inspires you uh, in the game that's that kind of had a sick creative direction that, I don't know, someone that um, inspires you? Do you know what? Someone that's just, I was, I was talking or to the boys. Someone that's consistent. Someone that's consistent at the weekend, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the weekend, I think now and back then. So when House of Balloons and Thursday and... What was it? What was the last one? Um, uh, Echoes of Silence, whatever it was. Yeah. When he was when he was releasing the mixtapes, I think the way he was doing it. Here's another piece of game. Your access points. Think about if you can afford to kind of put together a I don't know like a website or whatever it is. That's a great place to actually kind of create your world and for you to exist. I think a lot of people put a lot of stock in things like Instagram and TikTok and all these other things. I think these are really really kind of poor mediums for representing the art. For me, it absolutely crushes me. I, here's the thing. I'm so unhappy with the way spiritual healing looks on social media right now because I know how good that shit looks. It looks amazing. Like there's a level of detail to that artwork that you guys aren't seeing and it's better for you to kind of... So it's... You kind of feel it a bit like an art gallery. You know what I mean? So mm. if you think about the best place to actually kind of show your work and don't take social media too seriously because things get compressed and all these other things and you're going to lose a mm. certain level of quality. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah. If you want to get that billboard, you know, and you got to get the, the high exactly. rent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, my G. Exactly. Um, but yeah, to go back, yeah, definitely the weekend. The weekend. Um, I, I loved what he's been doing because um, he's working with uh, with a British company actually called, called Some Such. 
Um, so a lot of the stuff that he's doing right now, and I, I know a lot of it is kind of inspired by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and all the rest of it. Yeah. What, what I love is the, is the theatre and the pageantry of the whole thing. So beyond the art, so the artwork is directly related to the video. That's directly related to everything we see him doing in Jimmy Kimmel. The he's in character. Story. Yeah. He's in character the whole time. It's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. Even with uh, Starboy too. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, and like even the uh, activations they did with the cars, they would just park mm -hmm. your car and like with the yeah, yeah, yeah. whole thing. Like that's exactly. all. Obviously, that's a lot more budget, but you yeah, could, yeah. as a small artist, you could definitely find ways that interacts like that too, you know? Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. So, so I'll say the weekend definitely, um, just from early days, just the consistency of all of it and how it's packaged everything from, you know, the trilogy series and then there's everything I think has been absolutely fantastic. Kanye West is someone who I think has been quite interesting because it's it's, it's varied <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> because it's... <laughs> It's diverse. It's, no. it's diverse. You can go left, you can go right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But what I love about him, and I, I think because he's had the budget to actually do this, um, is with each album and each project, there was a bit of a world with that. So when he was doing College Dropout, that was like the collegiate style, you know, uh, with the bear and everything else and references to like university and all the rest of it, which I get. Um, and then you get to something like Dark Fantasy, which is a little bit more opulent and high fashion, and he's doing all these amazing things. And then you get to something like Jesus, which is a little bit more kind of punk rock inspired. And do you know what I mean? And you're so kind of following his journey through his growth and everything, you know? Through exactly, exactly. Yeah. And he gets you in the universe too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So someone like him, I think, and, and, and I think this is a lesson that I think is been ever present like throughout time. I think other people that inspire me are people like like Madonna and Prince and Michael Jackson. And I think they've all had this thing where they've evolved through time and they haven't been stuck to one thing. So I think consistency is important. But what I mean by consistency is I, I think once you're able to kind of articulate a vision within within the project and that story is done, we treat, I'm, I'm treating Congo King like a film. It's like a short story. That's our art house piece that's going to Sundance. Mm -hmm. That's our little independent movie and that's fine. The next thing that's going to come, and it's, it's it's looking pretty cool, is it's a, it's a totally different thing. Do you know what I mean? But everything's going to be pretty consistent. You understand what right. that thread is, and, and we're telling different stories as we kind of move along. Um, what I'm so talking I, about, uh, going back to Dark Twisted Fantasy, sorry. Yes, sir. Is, um, Kanye had everyone that worked on the album had to wear a suit to the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that <laughs> you have to feel a certain way exactly producing or making the music you know so that's Most definitely another, details yeah right. details bro. yeah yeah the, the details are mad I, I heard like certain was it was it the recent album jesus king where he didn't allow people to to fornicate like you weren't allowed to have sex with your wife or whatever it was i was like my g come on now that's, yeah. that's, a, bit, that's, that's a bit too much right there i might be off the album then it's like oh, i'm sorry man i guess i'll catch you on the next one we can't yeah. even go <laughs> can't wait yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Fuck. It's been some really good advice, bro. Uh, if you have any tips for, you know, leadership as an artist or even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even like oh, yeah. independent artists, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for independent artists, I, I think it's important that you kind of work on um, kind of your pitch and your presentation and how you package yourself um when you're trying to kind of reach out to different people um <laughs> it's it's small little bits of practical advice again i haven't prepared a fucking thing but um i would say please don't send attachments on links um try and curate your stuff so it's all on soundcloud and everything's very clearly labeled if you have a demo that you want to show people send that through because it, 
we listen to everything that comes through, but it's so hard because our things get blocked and then we just, we click delete. And it's not because we're like mean people, whatever it is, but it's just hard to like sift through all of that. So make it easy for people to understand you. Um, right. I think it's super important to have uh, conviction. Yeah. You need to have conviction as an artist because it's just, it gets boring, man. Do you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, you work with artists that are like really unconfident or don't know where they're going or they're like, oh, I want to do this or maybe I can do that. Da, 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 da. I think... I sometimes think about the wider team and sometimes I'm bringing in directors and cinematographers that work at a certain level. And if you don't know who you are and what it is that you're trying to say, I think you need to take a bit of a step back as an artist and start thinking about what you want to bring to the table and what you want to actually do and how you want to do it. You know, um, I, I think that's like the most important factor because there are a lot of artists that I think people are confused as to why they're as big as they are. You're like the music sounds like shit. It might sound like shit, but they are very clear about who they want to be in this thing, how big they want to be and how they want to go about things. So their confidence mm. drives them through. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, 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 so don't always rely on the music. To, uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to like my housemate actually, which was like fucking hilarious. It was like, surely the music that just sells itself. It does not. It, it, no. it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. There are a lot more levers that you're going to need to pull. Um, and I think there's a bit of a, a reputation of people being slick and uh, shysty and playing the game and finessing and all of that. I I'll tell you what, you'll get so much further and farther. And, and, and the reason that we've kind of been around because, you know, the statistic for a lot of people that might not know, small businesses usually kind of fail within their first year. We've mm -hmm. been around for like you know, nearly three years now. And, and that's on account of the strength of our relationships and how we kind of handle and conduct business with different people. You know, there's a respect level there. And I would extend that to a lot of people, I think because of what we do and the nature of what we do, it's all kind of, it's creative. So it's fun. We can be a bit loose and happy and da 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 And it's like, oh, well, no. I think initially having a certain degree of formality helps a little bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you're early stages. And then as you go on, then you can extend the hand of friendship and be like, all right, let's, go for a beer and get to know each other a little bit and then you can start. Yeah, but yeah. I think in the beginning, conduct yourself like a professional, show that you understand, you know, bits of this business and, you know, kind of how to do certain things. And then people kind of show you that respect back. That's yeah. so important. Yeah. I, I, also, I always tell this to like, um, cause I was working with like a junior creative like ages ago. Um, and it's like when you're going into like production houses and, and in studios where you might see like a runner or an assistant, be nice to everybody. This goes back to the thing that I said earlier on this thing. That person, that yeah. person that you're looking at and you're like, you're looking down on in two years, that could be like the biggest thing going because this thing goes from zero to hundred so, so quickly. Right. I mean, so always extend a, a level of respect with, with everyone that you're working with, because I have seen, and the reason I'm saying this is I have seen artists that let's just say aren't that successful just yet talking a big game and sending me very long emails about who they are, what looks they've had, what they deserve, what they don't deserve. You're not, you're not going to get too far with all of that, man. So it's, it's a big, it's a big attitudinal thing. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully that perspective is, is clear. Do you oh, know what I mean? For people then. And what about like, as a label owner and you know, you guys are in the music game, like mm -hmm. in terms of networking, like yes, you sir. guys have a lot of relationships with photographers, videographers, things like in that nature so how do you approach people you know and like where do you guys go out to events or like what's what's kind of a you know the strategy yeah. behind that yeah, yeah all of that all of that so we talk to people so we started this thing on the strength of and i guess to give a bit of background on the whole kind of label thing so 
it, it started off as a bit of a, you know, I, I had this fetish of kind of taking it to the man. The idea of kind of starting a label in your bedroom was like really exciting to me. I was like, that'd be so yeah. cool to actually do that shit. And it's worked, do you know what I mean? Um, so yes, we have established relationships and we started it because we had those relationships and I, I felt there was like a gap. I felt people were like really winging it. And I was like, mate, you are properly blagging it right now. I don't know if blagging is a word in Canada, but basically, you know, just like talking shit to kind of get by, but you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> So I was seeing like a lot of people like here in London and I was like, oh my God, you guys are running around calling yourselves managers and this and that. Mm. But you don't really, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's no that always happens, bro. Yeah, I hear, do you know I mean? I hear that term everywhere I go. All the yeah, time. yeah. Just, so I'm like... Loosely, people just throw it out loosely. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly, exactly, mm. man. Um, so I was, I was just looking at all of that, man. And um, yeah, we, we, we started it on the strength of, you know, we have these relationships with these people that are genuine and authentic and we'll be able to, I think, kind of pull certain levels. And as we grow, we'll be able to bring these people a little bit more permanently. And, and that's kind of the scale ambition for the whole thing is all these people I've been working with on a freelance basis, just doing a bit here and there. And we've done a video one time or whatever it is. And we're all kind of disparate people. Like I sometimes look at like some of my WhatsApp groups and I'm like, oh my God, like these people have worked on like Oscar winning films and they've been doing this and you know, we have a hundred thousand pounds worth of equipment, like the, the video that we just shot for like the Tim yeah, Burton yeah. stuff. That's going to be, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be different. Um, I, I just think about that um, in terms of what the business is going to be. So yes, uh, we, we definitely try and deepen a lot of those relationships and a lot of it is based on just like genuine friendship and people kind of believe in it. So the people that wanted to pitch into, for example, the Tim Burton video. So Tim Burton is a song on the Congo Kane EP by Kane Switzerland. Those of you who don't know, we just shot the video for that. My friend is a cinematographer. He actually hit me up. He's like, bro, I want to do the video. Like, oh, I mean, I think I sent him like a demo of the EP and I was like, bro, this is sick. He's like, I want exclusivity over everything. I'm shooting everything from now on. Wow, that's sick. Get me? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You understand? This is like the illest cinematographer. Like he does burn the boy, he does fucking everything, right? Wow. So it, it's stuff like that when you have genuine relationships with people and like, I guess, you know, people like me and shit like that. And that, that's great. Um, and we try and extend ourselves. So we put ourselves out there. Do you know what I mean? So you guys might be familiar with, um, the guy, new currency over there in Toronto. I don't know if yeah. you guys are familiar with those guys. Yeah. 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 So I, I literally, I saw like an Insta story. They were here in London a couple of years ago. That was the first time I met them. And then they just put up an Insta story. Then I DM'd him back really quickly. And I was like, oh, are you guys in Shoreditch? And I was like, yeah. It's like, bro, can I come and meet you straight away? Similar to what you guys are doing like right now. You're just hitting up like all your heroes and people that you want to meet. That's and it. I was like, yeah, I'll meet you right now. Bro, I got in the shower. I showered really quickly. I put on my coat. I went to East London and I met them right there. And then that's how we got that interview that's with that. Keynes. And we got all that done. And we established like a really good relationship kind of moving forward. So wow. we all... We, we, we put ourselves out then we talk to as many people as we can we try not to force things um in terms of how we create new relationships like a pitch is important so getting your materials right so i think your shop window is really important so the website helps so people know what we're about and they get mm -hmm. that um we have a bit of a, an information deck so we can send you like creds uh, in terms of you know what it is that we do what we've done in the past this is this is an example of our work case studies results that sort of thing and it's very short very easily digestible so again it's important to, I think, present yourself and package yourself in the right way and be clear about who you are, what do you want? Do you know what I mean? Because you can waste like, wait, like a lot of people's times. I'm sure you guys like get loads of emails. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's, it's very confusing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So if, if the pitch is right and it's clear, then, then it's all good. So, so that's how we kind of approach people. And, and I think that's why we've been getting like as many 
of situations uh, kind of locked in as we have. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we've been able to do things like, so there's going to be vinyl coming out um, uh, right. on, on, on the Congo KMEP. Physical, mm. physical, yeah, and I'm very proud of the packaging. So it's my, it's my, it's my, uh, what was it? I think it's my third piece of packaging design that I've ever done. I'm like, oh shit, nice. but it's vinyl, it's something that I care about, you know what I mean? And I've always wanted to like, come to life a... yet? Oh no, not yet, not yet, not eh? yet. COVID 19, my brother, it's yeah. lockdown, lockdown, brother, yeah. lockdown. Um, but I, I've done the mock ups and all the rest of it, so I have an idea of what it looks like, you know, in real life. So, in terms of like visualizing things, I can get things to a stage where I can kind of see at least in photoshop whatever it is what it will look like you know 3d and all the rest of it um but i'm excited to see shit like that for sure nice. for sure man can you talk because you 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 slipped uh the term debt and uh i know i know like when you you stepped oh, yeah. over how important is to have like a pdf or a deck for your yeah. artists when you're reaching oh. out to press like that that is i don't know talk about that because no no so important man like i, yeah. I think it's important to well, they call it an electronic press kit. You know what I mean? So that, that's press what I mean. So, yeah, so, so I mean a deck. It's just like literally a PDF that has their bio, a couple of pictures, mm -hmm. you know, just some press shots that they can download very easily. It needs to be interactive. So people have like just one source where they can get everything that they need to know in like a crib sheet. And it's easy. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. So it's a simple way for me to get to know you within five minutes. Yeah. That's how you kind of need to treat and, that little thing. And guys, sure. like, you don't need to know like Photoshop or like uh, yeah. Illustrator. There's, there's a thing called... Uh, canva.com and you can make some easy slides some easy pdfs so i easy. suggest you guys to check out canva.com you can make some a quick deck throw most some definitely. pictures throw some text and you know, you'll be done and you'll look professional you know? yeah. most definitely google slides what else do they have <laughs> <laughs> powerpoints all of that shit yeah. man can you can you talk about like the because you guys have been you know in the game for three years um yeah can you talk about the climate of the music industry right now because i know that it, it keeps evolving i know there's the, mm. the whole streaming aspect of things the content is a lot higher now like yeah, how yeah. do you guys gauge and manage with that it's 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 a tricky one um i think a lot of people kind of focus on um getting their streaming numbers up and then they think that will be the the path to success mm -hmm. uh, kind of going back to an earlier thing that i said before like this is the age of the troubadour it's really about the live show it's about how much noise you can actually make right. as an artist by yourself so you need to treat um spotify and Apple music like the new radio radio mm -hmm. won't pick you up until the streets like start fucking with you and you're making noise by yourself so that's what spotify and apple music and all these people are the only reason you're probably not getting playlisted is because they haven't seen like a level of activity about what it is that you're doing mm -hmm. in like in associated press. So if they haven't seen, I don't know, the the Vice article, or they haven't seen you in Hype Beast or whatever it is, right? They're looking for all of these other smaller things that you've done, either on the live circuit or either in PR, whatever it is. But really, it's about I think personally, if you're able to galvanize the people, if they see that you have a strong following it's undeniable that can be represented in your Instagram or Twitter followers, whatever you want it to be. But I think the strongest thing, especially from a business aspect is, can you do hard ticket sales? How many, how many, I mean, how many seats yeah. is this guy kind of selling out by himself? Can he do a hundred? Can he do 200 hard ticket? I'm not saying that like it's part of an ensemble. Cause that's one thing. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be a name on a group of artists that are, 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 are uh, an event space kind of organize it. It's another thing if it's, I don't know, uh, the Aldo, <laughs> the Aldo show, whatever it is, right? <laughs> and it's just Aldo's name in bright lights, right? And then Aldo's selling 200 seats, right? Mm -hmm. 
that gives you a bit of a barometer that this guy's worth, I don't know, and it's $10 a ticket, $2,000, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because then you could, the actually, you could actually gauge yeah. like, your real audience, you know? Because exactly. it's the thing with us, like, online, you get online yeah. orders, but then when you do a physical pop-up shop, and then yeah. you get the people coming through, that's where yeah, you're, all, like, you're building that real uh, audience, you know what I mean? The real connection. So, exactly, man. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of landscape, I, what, I, what, I, what I want to give people is a bit of, um, I just want to calm people down and, like, not focus too much on the streaming and work really to focus on the music. I think there's been a bit of a distraction, you know, because of streaming numbers and followers from creating quality music. I think create quality music and seek to perform that music in front of as many people as you can, as often as you can. And then everything else will kind of come secondary and, and, and keep that momentum going because slowly that will grow and build up to that whole thing. So that's the thing that I want people to kind of be aware of and also be aware of, I guess, most tangibly and, and most practically some of the tools that are available to you. So you can pitch to Spotify and they do they do read all of the pitches. So when you pitch to get playlisted for editorial, whatever it is, they do have a look at that. Um, I can confirm that there is no pay to play. Uh, so you can't pay for one. <laughs> To actually get the shit playlisted, um, there was actually a bit of a situation where, oh fucking, hell, I don't want to like put this man's name <laughs> out there, but <laughs> the, the the current head of uh, a certain uh, video streaming platform uh, was was fired from a, another streaming platform, Spotify, uh, because he was accepting <laughs> pay to play. So that definitely doesn't go on. Um, but you can establish relationships with people um, at some of these different platforms and get yourself in the room and at least get your name in there in the conversation so they can start talking about you. Um, but it's important to, I think, have your music at a level where it is genuinely great and it mm. is really good. And I always go back to the music because I think there's a lot of people that feel like they can kind of game the system and there isn't anything like that. They feel like, okay, I'm going to dye my hair a certain color. I'm going to act crazy. Mm -hmm that's going to get me in the room and people are going to like buy into my brand and everything's going to be cool. Like, bro, it just it doesn't work yourself, like that. Man, yeah. yeah, man, just be yourself. And then, I mean, things will be all right. So in terms of the state of music, I, I just want to demystify a few of those things. No pay to play, all of that. Radio is, is, is still important, but it's not as important as it used to be. Um, I think there's, there's quite a lot of syndication because I saw there was like, I think one of the like, last two like hip hop stations you guys have out there. I think it's 93.5. Uh, yeah. Toronto, I think I think it's been sent. Is it is that what it's called? Ninety three point five. There we go. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Um, but it it's it still is. Um, I think it's important yeah. to understand yeah. that, especially if you're like I don't know, um, a quote unquote alternative artist, that um, the, the music listening audience it's a bell curve, so it goes like this, right? So the majority of people are in this this middle bit. These are the people that are driving to work in their car. That's those are the majority of people. These are the people that are buying Taylor Swift's music. Unfortunately, that, that's what's happening. All the other stuff that's happening at the fringes, do you know what I mean? A lot of the people aren't listening to Selection and all these things that we might be into and we know is like the shit. Do you know what I mean? And unfortunately, all the cool shit is still at the fringes. So it's that's important it. to understand that, you know, there still is a place for like kind of mainstream pop stuff and all the rest of it. All that stuff is out there for sure. Um, what, what other things do I need to tell you guys about? Like, like and that's a good point too, right there, is like distribution yeah. of your music, you know? Like obviously yeah. you can distribute your own music on all streaming platforms, but mm -hmm. to get onto playlists or mixes, like selection or whatever it is, yeah. like that yeah. definitely helps getting your name out too, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Getting playlisted is like, it's like a huge thing for sure. And actually that's, that's another thing, fucking like distribution platforms. So all of them have their pros and cons. Um, 
be careful with some of them. I, I would always recommend for like uh, people starting out to go with DistroKid because I think it, it represents the best value for money. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's, it's just one fee. You can put your stuff on there. What's it called? DistroKid. So D I S T R O. DistroKid. So that's like uh, a distribution service that you pay a monthly fee or not a monthly, a yearly fee. I think it's pretty cheap, like thirty or forty bucks or whatever it is. And that puts music on all the different platforms all the different platforms and it's super quick you don't get all the bells and whistles so you don't get like a, a real human being to talk to you don't get a label manager or anything like that but you can at least get your stuff out there and it's out on the platforms and, and that's enough for a lot of people to start off with nice. other things like AWOL and united masters we have distribution deals with both of these people but those are kind of invite only so they judge you on the um the, the strength of your your team mm. um the music that you put out so it's, it's really for artists at a, a totally kind of different level um, but you need to understand with deals like that, what's going to kind of come off the top 15% of the revenue that you make will come oh, okay. off. So you don't have, you, have, you don't have to pay a fee to actually join. You but get you invited in, but they take a cut. It's 15%. Yeah. So it's up to you. If you feel like you're doing the numbers to kind of justify that kind of cut, then that's absolutely fine. But be aware if you're like a, a smaller artist and you still get invited, 15% is going to be a big chunk of that, that chip. Do you know what I mean? Right. For sure. So, so, so be careful of that. But I'll, I'll definitely recommend kind of those three. So DistroKid, AWOL, if you can get invited through, United Masters, if you can get invited. Mm -hmm. I think those are some, some premier things. Um, and then another one here, it's called Ditto Music. So these are all kind of distribution services that can help you out. Um, and then as you kind of graduate, so we, we managed to uh, secure a deal last year, which had <laughs> a nice little marketing budget, do you know what I mean? Uh, last year, which was, which was beautiful. Uh, I appreciate you, my G. Um, so, so we managed to secure ourselves a, a distribution deal last year that had a, a nice little, uh, you know, a, a couple of commas and a few more zeros than I'm used to seeing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> last year. So, so, so that's the thing that you can kind of graduate to. Um, so, so, so they're called Believe. Um, and again, I think it's just about kind of putting your putting your music out there in a consistent fashion and mm. I think working all the levers. I always preach consistency. The other thing that I just, if you don't take anything away from this, uh, for all the artists listening, follow through is so important. The thing that frustrates me so much, there is so much music you guys have not heard because it simply isn't finished or it sits in the hard drive for so long the artist doesn't feel like it represents who they are anymore. But it's still an amazing song. There's a song you lot haven't heard. I, I talk to Keynes about this all the fucking time. He doesn't want to put it out. I'm like, for fuck's sake, man. Hey, put it out, please. It's so We're good. A conversation about it, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, 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 so, it's so fucking good. I'm like, bro, let's just put it out. He doesn't want to put it out. But I understand, do you know what I mean? You're an artist, you evolve. Things change. It's blessed, do you know what I mean? But um, I, I think definitely work on the follow through so those feelings don't kind of brew over time and you don't get mm. bored of your own music. Um, because the thing that will kind of elevate you is by putting out more and more content. You know what I mean? And by connecting with the fans, it's so, so fucking important to um, always have things out there to put out to people and to test the waters, especially if you're starting out. It's nice to like have, put things out things like, hey guys, what do you think about this? You know what I mean, just put it out. Test it, test it man. Yeah. Just test it, man. You know what I mean? And then as obviously as your career progresses and you become bigger and all the rest of it, the expectation is that things need to be like of a certain quality. And people will be expecting certain things so you can't like take as many risks but in the beginning take those risks don't sit on the music don't let it sit on your hard drive yeah. follow through finish on that call i was talking about there was another call on the friday um jesse reyes was actually on that and she has a, again going back to work ethic man uh, i love the way that she was thinking she was like you know i have like a plan every day of like what songs i'm going to finish even when i'm at my studio or even if i have my, my phone on me 
what I do is I, I'll, I'll sing, you know, the first verse, second verse, third verse, then at least I know the song is finished. So when I go to the studio, I can then, you know, we were just talking about how you actually kind of operate, you know, given the fact that it's COVID-19 and everyone's <laughs> under lockdown, but she's still, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of mentality you need to have about finishing your work. I mean, it's so, so important. Do you know what I mean? I think not only for artists, but just creatives as a whole. I think I have this issue of having all this artwork and shit like on my hard drive that's, you know, that, that, that hasn't been finished. But, you know, I, I focus on the important things. Do you know what I mean? So the things that you need to build up your, your, your career, finish those things for sure, man. Man, you heard it, bro. You heard it. There's, there's also, I want to just tap in maybe like just about booking shows. In, in yes, I've heard, uh, I've watched this video of uh, Brent Fayaz and his manager about mm -hmm. how they came about um, to, to, to find the shows and book the shows for different cities. And yeah. a, a good game or good gem that they were talking about is going through the analytics of your Spotify and yes, where people listen to. And yes, then you could, you could just tap into those cities and know, okay, there's an audience of 50 people here. There's an audience of 150 people there. So I know I could book a venue of, you know, this amount That's and much. sell out but That's i don't know definitely. what are your thoughts on like booking and doing things like that that's like that's, that's the game that's the game it's it's, uh, it's very exciting for us because the diversity of our audience is super exciting so we have people in paris that are so into the music it's like fucking hell it's like so many people from like that and I, yeah and i understand it's because he's you know he's congolese and he's french congolese so it works for us and because you know there's, it's my neighboring city i can just like get on a train it's like an hour away it's all blessed. Um, so for us, it, it represents like a lot of opportunity and it helps us shape our sound. So you guys have heard the, the French track, right? Man, I might play you guys some stuff that I mastered yesterday, actually. I don't know if you yeah. come across on the track. Um, but yeah, I've actually, so that, that track, that French track that you guys might have heard, Hello. Uh, yeah, we've, we, I've, I've polished that up and it's, it's sounding nice, oh, yeah? my Gs. It's sounding... Yeah, it up, yeah, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Let me, let me, let me put this bitch on right now. Um, that was really good. But yeah, man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna play it in a bit. But yeah, what was I talking about? Yes, absolutely. So we pay attention to the analytics. Um, so all of that stuff definitely matters. Um, but, but sometimes our approach is also, we, we try and align with like different artists. So when you're starting on uh, kind of very early on, the other thing that your analytics will also kind of spit out is other people, other artists like you that people are listening to. So you know, when you listen, you're done listening to a song, it will suggest like another artist. So, yeah. Exactly. After you finish listening to Gold, like it might suggest, I don't know, um, Brent Fias, for example. We understand what artists, our audience are also into. So we try and align with some of those people some of the time. We've been very fortunate that we've actually like established relations with some of these people. Like early on, we were, I don't know if Kane told you the story of us in, in Germany with Goldlink at Soho House. <laughs> that was, no way. That was so fucking weird. Um, but yeah, we, we, we try and also kind of book shows through other artists, especially when you're kind of starting off. It's important to get your sea like legs. as opening acts you're talking about? As opening acts, okay. do you know what I mean? And I, I want you guys to be really open to the idea of being an opening act, because I think that's where you start to kind of craft your stage presence and to get really comfortable and get really confident. Oh, yeah. Because once you get to that, that stage where it's the Aldo show, I keep going back to the references. <laughs> <laughs> once you get to that, you want to know that I'm going to absolutely kill it because I've been practicing, do you know what I mean, for all these years, opening for all of these guys. I mean, and that's the old school way. Like, the way I think about it is we, we model our label and a lot of our movements after Motown. Like, for me, that is the pinnacle of excellence when it comes to 
a record label and how you actually kind of treat artist development and and you package things and put things out do you know what i mean so yeah for sure um we, we think about uh the stage an artist is at and how you book shows that way so for us it's about similar artists and people we can get on shows with there was something that we were going to announce before kind of COVID 19 hit it was so fucking sick I as well oh yeah. my god bro did he talk about it yeah, yeah. He did talk, the eighty-eight well, I, I don't know. I think it's the same thing that we're talking about. But. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, but yeah, that that was out there. Um, was, yeah. So there was there was a lot of shit that was going to come out. So I'll, I'll definitely kind of encourage artists to think about that and collaboration um, with mm -hmm. other artists, uh, yeah. and and kind of clicking up a little bit so that you can kind of put on shows by yourselves as well. Um, and it's important to look across, not up so much. I understand, you know, it's important to, you know, you know, look up and work with your heroes and aim for that star and all the rest of it. Um, but I think it's, it's more powerful once you're able to kind of create a bit of a scene by yourself um, mm -hmm. and, you know, create a movement. I mean, and create something that people want to be a part of, you know, a kind of odd future. You know, that was the thing, do you know what I mean? And they weren't looking to kind of click up with Kanye West early on. It was all about... That, those are some great tips, bro, on, on booking for shows. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Diversifying your portfolio, man, and, and collaborating with artists. Yes. You know, that are on the same yeah, level, sure. and you could, you know, climb your way up and exactly. create, your, create your own, uh, like you said, like odd future, you know, create your own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think it's important to, like, it, <laughs> you're, you're a lot more capable of actually kind of putting on a show than, than you actually think. I think a lot of people feel like they, they'll need a booking agent early on. Like, at a very early stage in your career, you are very much within your power and within your rights to actually book your own shows by yourself do you know what i mean if you if you're able to show that you have the ability to actually sell out a certain number of tickets so um again you know the power is in your hands you know, i always try and preach a diy mentality to a lot of this shit. so a lot of the parts of the music game you can do by yourself without, without a shadow of a doubt it gets easier when you get a team but just understand that you know there isn't some weird arbitrary like secret society kind of <laughs> holding back all of the secrets and they have all of the infinity stones like fuck all of that now yeah, absolutely yeah. not no nah, you can you can do you all this shit fingers, yourself, sure. we have most, definitely. Yeah. most definitely yeah. most definitely yeah you want to play that song oh for sure oh yeah. this shit is gleaming my g hold on now hold on now. okay so for for i for those who don't know and just popped in for i uh manages or does creative direction owns this label that uh, manages uh kane's woods uh rapper based out of toronto so he's just about to, you know, put a track on, show us uh, one of his unreleased songs. So. Unreleased, soon to be released. You guys that buy the vinyl, you guys are going to have this exclusive. So prepare yourselves. Who produced the beat again, though? Yeah. Oh, this is Rep Zone. Mm. Rep. Yo. Hello. Yeah. 
now you've got to pay for the rest still you get me all you got to pay for the rest yeah um, yes yeah, so that, 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 that's one of the tracks good now let's, let's answer these questions let's answer these questions let's go um, so ferrari two times said what do you think about what's going to happen to the competitiveness after all it's done do you think it will be harder to navigate competitiveness competitiveness with other artists or yeah what, what do you mean ferrari are you are you referring to other artists ah well i mean i mean i guess i'll, I'll try and answer this question well I don't think you'll ever stop being hungry if, if that's what you're talking about in terms of us being like competitive and trying to like you know kind of really kind of reach for that crown and you know kind of getting to the top of the hill and we have you know kind of grand plans and we understand where we're trying to go with all this you know what i mean so i don't think it ever stops it just evolves you know and you know our version of success now is going to change so once we get to that stage where okay now we have you know you know i don't know that juno award do you know what i mean then the next goal becomes you know getting that Grammy, then the next goal becomes other things. So for us, it's not necessarily kind of competitiveness, but there's a lot of creative ambition. Yeah. Um, and there are a number of different things that we want to do um, kind of as a company and as a group of individuals. So beyond the music, you know, you're obviously seeing shades of that within the music videos and the art and all that. So they're going to be elevated versions of that as you kind of progress for sure. Right. Because this, this whole situation right here, like, for the the solo artist, you know, like me mm. as a photographer, right? Not so. have a lot of time to put on my on my work on like every details. So mm. people like me, when this is done, like they come back, it's gonna be crazy, man. For many people, you know. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that's yeah, what yeah. he actually means, you know. But like people, oh, like, like after after the... different because they cannot really meet and work, you know. Mm -hmm. But like um. Like people who works alone, they think like these people, these people are going to have like a crazy comeback, you know, they've been working right. on their marketing, like on their structure, like future works, like, mm. I think that's yeah, yeah. what you meant, I think. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I think so. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the hunger kind of remains. I mean, I, I think if you, hope, hope is like the thing that kind of drives me quite a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to understand, like, before the creative industry, I was, I was, I was stacking shelves at a supermarket. You know what I mean, working the night shift. Mm -hmm. night shift. Yeah. You know I mean, two and a half years I was doing that. Like, yeah. you need to have, like, a different kind of screw in your head to make you think, okay, I'm going to go from this to doing London Fashion Week or working at these different places. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different thing. So I think motivation if you have that within time. yourself, that motivation, it will always pull you through, for sure. Right. Any, anyone else have uh, some questions before we uh, wrap it up? I think we lost it because it was uh, oh, no the way. previous live, yeah. Oh, fudge. Shit. <laughs> and that's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we had a couple questions uh, on our board that popped up, but we lost oh, same. The, the last one. But, uh, man, any, any last words of, uh, or I guess before getting there, um, during this quarantine, well, do you guys have enough projects to, to keep you guys fueled before, uh, you know? Stepping yeah. out of and it's, it's just pure recalibration of like different things. You know what I mean? So, you yeah. know, we're fortunate that we're kind of well into the campaign for the EP. Yeah. So it's just kind of finishing a few things off. A few things have been kind of thrown into the span, like a span has been thrown in the works, I'll be honest with you, when it comes to like the video, for example. So that's kind of, you know, had a bit of delay because we couldn't access the studio and couldn't get that's the it. color grader in and the rest of it. Now he's working from home. So it's been more delay and thinking about when we'd actually kind of put it out as opposed mm -hmm. to totally canceling things. That's it, so right. the thing that we immediately have in front of us, that's still going to go out. Uh, like this weekend, like I said, I've been finishing off these masters for, for the vinyl project. So everything's still going to kind of happen. And 
happen in its own time. So we have enough, I think, for, for this run. And there's, there's more than enough work for like the LP. So the idea was that this EP would lead into either the next EP mm -hmm. or the next LP or the daily LP or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of exciting stuff kind of coming through. Um, so I think as, as creatives, we're a little bit more fortunate than some people because I think about, I don't know, like other people that like put their entire being into socializing or being with, I don't know, their friends and they, you know, basically their entire existence is around the social identity as opposed to themselves. I'm sure this is a lot harder for them, you know, because right. I have, you know, I'm kind of grounded in a certain purpose and I know what it is that I have to do. So, yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. We're more than good, for sure. That's it. Uh, for sure, but I agree with that. We got another one says, how did you discover Keynes? What was it like at the initial stages building that mutual trust? Oh, great question. Oh, the nigga but, Mark. What the, that's my nigga. Oh, shit. Hey. Gambian brother. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. Like, like it, was, it was It was. fairly easy, and that, that's the thing that kind of gave me a lot of hope. Um, his, his work ethic was right. When he kind of started getting getting on board with him there was actually like another team so Keynes had like an, another person kind of working with him like with a view to try and manage him and all the rest of it um and I think ultimately he kind of chose us over that person well to be honest with you they kind of just exited by themselves uh but he saw what our work rate was like um and there was a shared kind of understanding and a mutual respect of that um and and, and earning the trust was was fairly easy because we we chose smaller projects to kind of work with him on in the initial stages let's see how things go we didn't put anything in contract early on I, that's another big tip for you guys is please mm -hmm. don't sign no contract uh, problems. oh sorry cut okay, we're back. Oh, no, what, no, no, no. what was that Come last here. tip that was a really good tip oh no so, so the last tip was like like in the early stages i think it's like super important to um work on smaller projects before you jump into bed with someone kind of full-time and you know get them as your manager or get them as your creative director i think start off with something really small something easy if you want someone as your art director just say okay bro i want to shoot this single cover can you shoot it for me mm -hmm. see how you work see what the back and forth see what your energy is like i mean is it build, easy to work with them in the trust before the actual contracts and the whole uh it, exactly yeah. exactly so it was, it was through the work you know what i mean it was through the work and it was, it was through the the rhythm of work that we found our, our our mutual kind of place of understanding and then over time kind of build up that friendship and um I, I think just like taking a lot of trips so you know he's been to london twice now we we're both together in in germany together um he was with my business partner in la for a period of time so do you know what I mean? So, so right now it's like a family affair at this stage, you know what I mean? So that that's kind of what's helped for sure. Nice. For sure. Yeah. And bro, any any last words of advice or tips or wisdom oh. that you wanna you've gave enough already, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> just just um, to wrap it up, you got anything to say? I, I mean I mean just to wrap it up, I just want to say, you know, I mean I mean peace and gratitude. I mean to you guys for I'm kind of allowing me the platform. I know you guys have been interviewing some 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 big dons some big dogs you get me right bro like you get me over this week so so for me it's um you know i always like to pay it forward you know what i mean where i can because you know i i try and think about kind of where i was at when i was starting off you know even in this whole kind of creative career there's no one here to kind of give me any kind of guidance so i, I try and be that person that i wish i had when i was kind of kind of back there you know yeah. so hopefully this has been useful to you guys and bro, i mean i appreciate you giving me the time super appreciated and super yeah, valuable sure. too bro because we we've had a you know a list of artists and musicians that that came on 
in mm -hmm. the past couple of weeks and just having that perspective from a creative director and someone that owns a label it's so yes, important bro with yeah. with musicians these days because Ooh. you know there's just that extra those extra uh, roles that they don't kind of consider and play sometimes and mm -hmm. they just kind of focus on the music which, yes, which you know so uh i think it's a good perspective and a lot of good value bro that people can hopefully get from this bro and uh, no, no, i appreciate yeah. it man yeah i appreciate so, it man and i appreciate you coming on and it was only right too to do it uh, after canes too you know so then people could kind of follow the story of the oh, artist sure. and the relationship with you guys so yeah. for sure for sure like we we, we we definitely we definitely and again just like some closing words for me like we're trying to like document like a lot of this stuff a little bit more do you know what i mean and i think it'll be interesting like in a couple of years to kind of look back on this like i remember when we were young and we did this no diploma thing yeah. <laughs> i can't wait to see this video back then like uh when you get into yeah <laughs> 40s and shit it'll be it'll be interesting Great. for sure now i'm happy sure. to uh, you know start to build a relationship with you guys bro we had so much fun in uh, toronto obviously we can't reveal too much of the stuff that We've done down there, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we had a great time, and uh, yes, sir. I can't wait to start. Uh, you know, getting most the projects out. Most definitely, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. So, man, much love, bro. More peace. Thank you very much you. for your time, brother. Right. And, Stay safe, uh, guys. And all the best in quarantine. Stay productive. Stay creative. Yes, sir. Love, brother. All right, peace. everyone. Peace. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches, recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home guys, stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class yeah. discussions with the Dean. 94. Much love. Peace. Yo, ça va? Allo, qu'est-ce tu veux? J'écoute Olinginini Pas de drame, moi j'aime pas le thé Si ça a rien à faire avec le business Nako Yokate Je veux rien entendre International Je viens juste faire un truc à Londres Je fais tout avec classe C'est mon style C'est ma sauce Dieu a mis du swag dans mes veines dans mes os Dieu a mis du yo Allo Qu'est-ce que tu veux J'écoute Olinginini Pas de drame, moi j'aime pas le thé Si ça a rien à faire avec le business Nako Yokate Tu parles trop, j'aime pas les scènes J'm'en fous Si tes scènes m'appelaient avec tes peines J'm'en fous Qui a fait ou dit n'importe quoi J'm'en fous If you wanna talk about de quoi J'écoute Allo, allo Qu'est-ce que tu veux J'écoute Olinginini Pas de drame, moi j'aime pas le thé Si ça a rien à faire avec le business Nako Yokate J'ai mieux à faire Fuck, it's true I got better things to do Than deal with you I been steady making moves And I ain't through Bitch I'm barely getting started uh, I'm still brand new Allo Qu'est-ce que tu veux J'écoute Olinginini Pas de drame, moi j'aime pas le thé Si ça a rien à faire avec le business Nako Yokate